Yes, indeed. Woo! Woo! Get you hopping. Welcome to the weekend on the Andy Bander Show, folks. We're here. We're back. It's Friday. Yes. Yes. I was getting cheeky for that tune, Andy. That was real funky. Wasn't it good? I don't know. Yeah, you and me, but what do we open the show, you know? I know. <laughs> it, it is the Friday show, and we have a weekend ahead of us, and a lot's going on this past week, given the. Um, there's even been a lot going on in. Uh, in the um, be, in London, uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> in the BBC there in London, there's even been things happening. Yeah, well, uh, what? <laughs> What's that? I don't know if you saw the the picture, the summit where you know Biden and they're, you know, they're all all the many of the NATO leaders are meeting over in Europe oh, and, yeah. and they're all, you know, at the end, they're out there doing photo ops and so forth and hanging around yeah. little kind of, I don't know, little groups of people, you know, little two or three people, leaders at a time having conversations, you know, like Biden and Trudeau and the Canadian prime minister yeah. and somebody else. And then there's Boris Badenov there with his hair floating in the breeze, <laughs> floating around by himself, checking his, you know, pockets with his hands, you know, just kind of checking his pockets out there. And all by himself, yeah. you know, everybody's in the group talking, whatever, and they're Boris bad enough, you know. Oh, my goodness. Poor guy. Did. Yeah, Poor I, saw, I, saw that, I saw that picture. I thought of you right away. I figured, you know, a man would get a kick out of this, man. <laughs> no respect, you know, no, none. Yeah. None. I saw the yeah. ones on um, Twitter from um, Biden and, um, and Boris, with, you know, where they're all stood there looking all smart, all in a line, looking fancy. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was, I was thinking, oh, you, you, yeah, you guys look great and fancy, but what you know, what's this going to achieve at the end of the day? You, you're all meeting to talk about you know this crisis and all the money that's being pumped in. And I guess I felt as soon as I read some of the headlines in those uh, tweets uh-huh. about the amount of money that the UK is putting forward to help Ukraine, like millions of pounds are being put forward. And yet, you know, our residents, and I know this will be for a fact, I mean, there are people who are a little selfish because of the crisis we're going through. So there will be those in the UK that will be like, really, we're pumping all these millions into another country right now when we've got a crisis of our own. But that is selfish. It is selfish. There are people that need the funds that are going to this Ukraine thing, you know. But that's what jumped out at me. And I saw these these tweets. I thought, oh, my God, there's going to be people in the UK just complaining about the amount that's being spent for this whole war and you know we're struggling ourselves but yeah. like you said like you said Andy uh, um, about this um, you know there's enough oil there and you know it's lying in the pockets of shareholders and things like that so yeah. you know I think it's the same with this whole energy crisis and the war in, in a way you know it's just driving up the, the cost of things just so that we can pay back somehow and it's probably all to do with this COVID thing on the grand scheme of things, look how much, you know, the countries have lost paying out for all this COVID stuff. Um, you know, it's all yeah. looking at, you know. Yeah, it is. And I've seen some folks commenting on TikTok and other social media where they're, because we have to monitor that stuff, because we talk about it on the show. So unfortunately, I've got to look at what they're saying. And <laughs> uh, and one of, the, one of the things what they're saying is, oh, the Biden's a mess, one-term president. Oh, my God, the oil oh, really? prices and the price of gas pump and blah, blah, blah. And, yeah. and it wouldn't matter if Biden or any other Democrat president was in there, they'd be saying the same thing. Cause they just despise. Yeah. They think that, you know, one person said, you know, that the, the Democrats are bottom dwellers, you know. Um, yeah. The um, but the fact is, and I did this research uh, several times. I did it again today. 
that the last seven Democratic presidents versus the last Republican presidents, the economy has mm. done significantly better. Job creation is significantly better. And I remember playing a clip of a commentator where he compared, you know, you know, since Jimmy Carter a while back. I should find that clip again. Um, the, um, you know, every administration, you know, it's been consistently better. The economy and job creation when the Democratic administration, you know, when the Democrats are in the White House than the Republicans. And that is an absolute statistical fact. There's no arguing. And they'll yeah. come back and say, they'll come back and say, uh, uh, you know, um, but, you know, because they watch and listen and adhere to the word of, of extreme right-wing commentators and folks on Fox News and so forth and the yeah. conservative publications and blah, 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 and, and listen to what they say as opposed to looking at the numbers and doing the research themselves. I mean, going back and looking at the Department of Treasury and look at historical records, historical statistics that show job creation, that show uh, the, 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 the interest rates, that show the economic growth and the gross national product of the United States over yeah. the past seven administrations, both Republican and Democrat, and you find the numbers are way in by significant margin, not a little bit, yeah. but a significant margin yeah. um, in, in terms of... Uh, uh, the Democratic administrations, and that's those are just numbers. I'm not, I'm not saying you're saying, oh, you know, uh, Biden's this great president, and blah blah blah. I'm just saying what the numbers are. You know, the numbers are. Yeah. Uh, the the the, uh, the S and P 500 is historically high right now. The Dow took a dump a little bit, a little bit. I, did I say that right? <laughs> the Dow. <laughs> You toilet flush. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little ahead of me there, Amanda. It was Friday. <laughs> uh, quill. That would be tea, right? That would be tea. Quill flush. Yeah, wait, wait, wait. Yep. Here we go. That looks like yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah, I, I forget yeah. what the context was there uh, regarding that. Um, so along with undermining our elections, passing hundreds of voter suppression laws, questioning the vaccine and blocking every piece of Democratic legislation that comes across their path, the GOP has added yet another way to try and destroy the Biden presidency and sow chaos. Mitch McConnell has now gone on record saying the Republicans will not support legislation to fund the government if it raises the debt limit. He claims it's because of the Democrats' irresponsible spending on their upcoming $3.5 trillion social spending package. Keep in mind the national well, that goes on and on, but remember that conversation and so forth. You know, it's yeah, what a ride's been. But it's okay. We let them go. And, and again, and, and I want to be clear about this. It's not the fact that I'm this like incredible Joe Biden fan. Have I always? I you know, I didn't live too far away from the guy back on the East Coast. I'm I've known of him and about him locally as well as nationally for many, many, many years. And I've liked the guy for years. His soul, his heart, his integrity, his constitution, if you will. Um, yeah. I've always admired him. You know, he's, he's you know, and Sleepy Joe, that's from Trump, all this bullshit. Um, is he the, good on history, is the greatest president ever? Probably not. I, mean, I don't know. If, I don't know who's the greatest president. I don't know. You know, it's, it's personal, yeah. objective opinion, I guess. But it's just looking, looking at the 74% of Americans who are vaccinated now, and, and we're taking off our mask, and we're, and we're able to almost go back to the way things were before COVID for the most part. 
And yeah. um, and he, you know, it, without using black legs, without using bleach, without using these uh, bullshit remedies that Trump boasted during his his administration, um, it, the, the Trump the Trump vaccine. We we talked on this show how that vaccine research started in 2002 or earlier. Uh, wasn't a Trump vaccine. Uh, there's no way they can get a vaccine out in a couple of years. That would be impossible to do. Um, yeah. But uh, you know, so we've talked. We, we you know, gosh, broken record, broken record. You know, but it's just the way things are. Um, this this war in uh, Ukraine is an incredible uh, travesty. Uh, we all know that, and it's not the Russians' war; it's it's Putin's war. And he's one way or another, the guy's got to go, no, no matter how it happens. And however it happens, it happens. I mean, it's not you know. I wish every human being well, believe me, but somebody's got to remove him from office some way, some way. Yes, he's, because yeah. this is not the will of the Russian people. This is not even the will. Of this, of the Russian military. Do you know? Do you know a colonel in the Russian military was run over, purposely, what? killed, killed by his own troops? Why? Yes, Colonel Metslodik Avdokit Medivacek of the 37th Motor Rifle Brigade was killed after being run over by his own soldiers, as a consequence of the scale of loss that had been taken by his own brigade. They killed wow. the guy. His own oh people killed him. His own soldiers. They said, we're, you know, these were 19, 20, 22-year-olds that were told, you know, that they're going to be welcome Ukraine. We're getting rid of neo-Nazis again, like World War II. The Nazis were going to go in there and get this Nazi population out of Ukraine. Um, you know, there's Crimea and other areas of, of Ukraine which favored Russian politics versus the, the Ukraine politics. We're going to go in there and give them more protection, all, even though there was 14,000 Russian troops in these areas already. Um, and they were told they'd be welcome there. They'll be a cakewalk. It'll be done in a week. We'll go in. Might hit a little bit of, of confrontation here and there, but we're going to go in there. We're going to go to Kiev, and, and we're going to put a, a, a government in Ukraine that is more favorable to the Russian uh, you know, government. Um, yeah. And these guys are dropping like flies. 15,000 dead already. Their, their bodies are all over Ukraine. The temperature starting to warm up. These bodies are starting to smell, as we talked oh, about Oh, my show. goodness. And, and now what we're seeing is the the Russian uh, agenda, uh, you know, kind of uh, shifting, winding back a little bit because they're, now they're saying their main goal is dumbass. I'm sorry, not, not dumb, dumbass. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs> their, main, their main goal. Oh, I was, and I was on a roll, wasn't I? I was doing pretty good, wasn't I? They're, oh no, I enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> what's a, I, I, I'm, I'm just off the top of my head here. It ain't dumbass. What's the fuck it? Uh, what, what's that? <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> That's what you're, you're aiming for. <laughs> or, um, um, anyway, uh, I'll think of it. Um, dingbat. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Um, damn. A door, uh, a dun, uh, 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 I've lost all, all sense of the conversation. What, what was the, you said before? The, the, the emphasis 
I was saying what? The the emphasis. Oh. What was I saying, man? Um, um, the, um, watch out, Doc. We're getting there. <laughs> the um, the emphasis in the Russian military's um, actives in Russia. Yeah. Not in Russia. <laughs> <laughs> in Ukraine. <laughs> this is the Andy and Amanda show. We're getting, you know, you know, all the news is not fit. Oh. No, we're getting, we're, hey, wait, wait, give me, we're getting there. Um, anyway, what I was saying was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was saying the uh, uh, what was I saying? What was this? I was on a roll. Objective in Ukraine. Thank you. By yes, the Russians. Yes. yes, thank you. In Ukraine is uh, dumb, uh, not dumbass. What the hell is the name of that town? Donbass. Don- oh, Donbass. okay. Um, uh, I keep it's Donbass. Oh. It's, a, it's, it's a it's a strategic city. They want to, they want Donbass. I mean they want. They want Tom Best. Um, it sounds like an undereducated fish. <laughs> it probably is. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The um, anyway. So the suggestion there is that they're scaling back um, their ambition as to what they wanted to have, ha- have happened there. And um, today, you know, they're they're way ahead of us in time. But I think they're eight nine hours ahead of us or something like that. Net ten, yeah. something like that. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, the Kremlin signaled today in their time earlier today. You know, it was mm-hmm. um, scaling back their focus in Ukraine to specific territories claimed by Russian backed separatists from way back when. You know, uh, in the east part of the country. Uh, so they, yeah, their cost is. Um... I think the term they used was breakaway republics, right? Yes. Yeah. Breakaway. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, the. Um, I think they do call it breakaway republics. You know, it, yeah. ge- geographies within Ukraine that uh, yeah. favored Russian political ideologies versus the free democracy. Yeah. Guess what else? <gasps> mm. Uh, what? 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 Zelensky, the uh, president of Ukraine, yeah, is being uh, logisticized. Uh, what do they call logistics? Uh, logistics? Logist- logistics are now working out or are being discussed. Uh, <laughs> 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 the best is yet to come. Thank you. Thank you. Um, the uh, the uh, the uh, hmm, hmm. <laughs> um, anyway, there's talks with Oscar. Okay. About I mean not with Oscar uh, regarding the the Oscars the Oscars. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 Are we still talking about the president of Ukraine? <laughs> I'm not going to do too good in my news anchor audition for CNN, am I? <laughs> I better get I better get a handle on this. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it's taking me a long time. You know, this you takes know? years and years and years. Well, I'm, I'm you know working. It at takes it. me long enough, believe me. 
but you know, yeah. I was born to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, he is. This is I'm not going to say what he's going to do. I'm okay. talking now. You probably forgot who I was talking about at this point. Zelensky, uh, the the yes. president of Ukraine, is in talks right now with the people who run the Academy Awards, so the Oscars, to make oh. a to make an appearance to get an award. What? I don't know what. Mm-hmm. I don't know what movie he was in. No, to uh, to somehow address to give it. I don't know what. You know, I I feel. I feel I don't like it during award programs when the winners get up and start politicizing or you know making a political event out of an award show. Why? Even though even though most of Hollywood happens to lean for the most part the way I lean politically, you know, and there's no there's no secret about how I lean politically, um, but how the show leans politically. I think all of us, you know, yeah. you know, um, but we just believe in fairness and justice and equality and education and women's rights and women's right to choose and, and education and, and lending a hand to people who need it. And that's pretty much, if you want to call that being a liberal, then call it being a liberal. But that's pretty yeah. much all, you know, call it whatever you want, but that's kind of where we are. You know? Yeah. Lend yeah. a hand, lend a hand, you know, every well, given equal opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah. well, the, the BBC is saying that, um, <laughs> the, the Russia's um, Russia's army says the first phase of its military campaign in Ukraine is over. <laughs> that it will now focus its efforts on eastern Donbass, like you said, um, because of um, the republics. Um, Western officials believe the announcement implies that Moscow knows its pre-war strategy has failed. Meanwhile, U.S. President Joe Biden is in Poland as he wraps up his European trip. Ukraine is reoccupying some towns and defensive positions east of Kyiv, the UK says. An official in Mariupol has told the BBC an estimated 300 people died in last week's attack on a theatre. The southeastern port city has been destroyed and will take years to rebuild, its mayor says. Earlier, the US and EU announced a major gas deal in an attempt to reduce Europe's reliance on Russian energy. Ooh. Mm. Oh, okay. Mm. Mm. Mm, Republicans love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. Putin is also saying um, that um, Putin signs law targeting fake news. Oh, he's formally approved a law which says people found guilty of spreading fake news about the work of officials abroad can be handed a 15-year jail sentence. Um, no okay. coordination, no nothing. Yeah. No, they, no, you know they get if if you you know. Russian citizens are scrambling, many, not all, many, most, to to remove anything they have in any of the social media that has the, uh, I think, what the Z, I think their anti-war emblem is this kind of Z thing, uh, or, yeah. or any mention, any mention of being anti-war because they, the the powers that be, Putin, yeah. uh, thinks that if you speak as something against uh, the war in Ukraine, Putin's yeah. war in Ukraine, then that means that you are disseminating false information and you can be arrested and go to jail for as many as 15 years. Yeah. In other words, if you say anything about the war, contrary to what Putin wants you to say, you can go to jail. Yeah. Mm, mm, mm. Ah, You know what I'm saying? It's crazy, crazy. Um, It's like, you know, I'm like... (laughs) 
I know. I was here earlier. Oh, and the Russian defense minister has suffered a heart attack. Um, and it happened, let's see, it says, okay, let's try and pronounce his name. This should be fun. Sergi, Sergi Shoigu. <laughs> I love these names. Sloopy Goop. Oh, yeah, Sergi Sloopy Goop. That's a good one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Had not been public uh, since 11th of March until he appeared briefly in a video released by Putin on Thursday, 24th of March. Um, his heart attack happened after a tough accusation, sorry, accusation <laughs> by yeah. Putin for a complete failure of the invasion of Ukraine. Um, currently, he's undergoing rehabilitation in hospital, and there has been no confirmation from Russia of any alleged health problems. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, what, we're, we're going to bring on a friend of ours who hasn't been on, the sh- on here in quite some time, and it's great to welcome Lisa back from the great state of South Carolina. Uh, North Carolina. North Carolina. North Virginia. <laughs> North Carolina. There you go. <laughs> North, there's no North and South Virginia, right? It's East and West, right? right? Don't confuse yeah. me with South Carolina, please. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad enough being in North Carolina. We'd, we'd, be, we'd be in trouble there. Hey, Lisa, welcome aboard again, man. How you doing? Hey, buddy. How you doing? Hey, Andy. Hey, hey Amanda. How you doing? Oh, doing swell. We're uh, we're uh, handling the news the best we can. Um, <laughs> it's a little. Um, I figure well, with the time difference, I can't keep up with you guys. I'm like, it's nine o'clock. Let me see if you guys are on. I can't keep up because you know we're on the oh, phone here. So that's okay. We can't keep up with the time difference either, can we, Andy? <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we work great. Hey, Lisa, we're getting some feedback. I don't know if you uh, have a speaker on there or something. We can hear an echo coming through your uh, your line there. Yeah, I have you on speaker. Yeah, can, you, can you turn that down or something just so we um, okay. don't get the echo? Is that Thank better? You. That's better. Yeah, oh, yeah, much better. Thank, Thank you. you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. <laughs> well, that's yeah. how you think there in North Carolina. Things are good. Um still cold here. It hasn't gotten warm yet. You know how North, North Carolina in March, it's kind of like up and down. Oh, so, what's the temperature uh, there then? Today was only 65, so... Oh, that's, that's okay, a good temperature. But, that's not bad. You know, you know uh, Lisa, that uh, Monterey is in an Amanda right now. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean... You mean Amanda's in Monterey. Maybe Monterey's in her too, eh? Actually, it sounds quite bad. Uh, Monterey is in Amanda right now. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, now that's funny. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, she knows I'm here. (laughs) I'm sure the weather there is beautiful in Monterey. I'm I'm sure. Oh, it's been absolutely gorgeous weather here in Monterey. Um, Much better than England, that's for sure. Oh my goodness! I tell you, yeah, I, you know, everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be really hot there. You're gonna, it's gonna take time for you to adjust and all that. It's like, bull crap. Seriously, I got here, and yes, it was, it was just as cold here as it was when I was in the UK. But when it started to warm up, and then there's been lots of days now of warmth, and I'm just like, oh, I get to walk around with shorts on, and I'm just like, this is glorious. Mm. Yeah, it's beautiful. Mm. I, don't, I can't follow the logic on that at all. Mm. Oh, mm. I'm sorry. Um, mm. Why? 
<laughs> why would somebody, you know? I know, um, I know. It's crazy. But yeah, it's, it's really good. You know, I'm not, no complaints at all. I'm really enjoying it, you know. I, how can you argue, you know? I've got the, the best company in the world. I've got the great food and sunshine. It's just incredible. And, and no rain and, like in England. No rain. <laughs> yes. But you know what? I think I've probably experienced rain one day since I've been here, and it wasn't much at all. So, yeah. <laughs> She's, she, yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's beautiful that I, from what I've heard. I've never been to Monterey. Um, yeah, I've never, nice. been, I've never been to Mexico in general, but uh, I know it's warmer down there than it is, well, yeah, for the sure. East Coast anyway, over yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's great having Amanda on this side of the world as well. Yeah, definitely. I think we've ended, ended up in England. I feel yeah. I feel I feel more connected to her in many ways. I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that pogo stick again. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I actually, Andy read my mind. See that connection? Mm. Says, I was oh, going to say it actually. Uh, I did read your mind, and we'll do that again. Wait, I like that then. Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, great, mind, uh, great minds do think alike. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's great springs. Oh, man. Delisa, tell us. I'm yes. sure everybody who's listening wants to know, what's your opinion on this whole madness with, with Russia invading Ukraine? Oh, craziness. Part of me says we just go in there and squash them right now before it even gets near Poland. But, you know, yeah. we have to wait for them to get into Poland because of the NATO treaty. Yeah. So, you know, we got to kind of wait till he destroys Ukraine and Belarus and whatever else before he gets to Poland. You know, mm-hmm. so, yeah. So. It's unfortunate, but uh, we can't go in now, you know, because of the treaty. So, yeah. And what's this I hear? You guys heard about China um, responding to all of this? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't manage to capture um, much about it today, but I just caught it on the wind that um, they were preparing. Was it to to do with um, the nuclear... Aspect. Yeah, they're China's um, uh, what they called Sinopec Group, I think it's called. Yeah, suspended talks um, that they were ma- ma- a major, like a petrochemical investment uh, and gas marketing investment investor in Russia. China yeah. has suspended the conversation because of Russia's um, uh, infringement on Ukraine. Right. So you know, people are saying, well, China's supporting Russia, you know, Third World War, China and Russia versus the rest of the world, blah, blah, blah. I, I you know, I don't think there's anybody in the, on this planet, in this universe, I don't even think the astronauts in yeah. space, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the man on the moon, there's nobody who's in favor of Russia invading a sovereign country. It just... You know, I'm, I'm not saying anybody. There might be some out there. I'm sure there are. But you know, what I'm saying uh, broad-based. There is z- yeah. zero support for this, and yeah. and and Putin's going to be hit where it hurts in the in the yeah. wallet and the bank account. And his yeah. uh, his exactly. Ardvark friends, you know, all those Ardvarks with the yachts. Yes. What do they call them? Sailors. 
<laughs> you know, what do you, uh, at least what do, what do you call those guys with the, with the Russian yachts there? Uh, not aardvarks. I don't know. I don't know what they yeah, call them. It's so got funny. Me on that we, one. we always come up with aardvark because um, we can never. You know what I mean, though. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. What yeah. Uh, uh, Oliver, uh, not uh, Oliver's movie. Yeah, that was. Uh, you know, oligarchs, not guards. Oligarch, oligarch, oligarch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, I want to guess that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ding bat. Yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, I'm just um reading a little bit about it. Um, I like the, that's the when you said Andy about uh about China. I didn't know that. I didn't hear that yeah. one because I don't watch yeah. the news much. But that's going to be uh like you said, if they get them economically, then that's going to be a big big thing. You know? Oh yeah. yeah. These assets. As a matter of fact, there's a video of one of the artworks. Um, uh, yachts being um, taken, um, uh, I think in Poland or where, not Poland. Um, anyways, a YouTube video of a great big hundred and some odd foot powder blue, lovely looking yacht owned by one of the Russian rich people that's being seized uh, by NATO, you know, uh, <clears throat> assets being taken. And these uh, and these folks are, are billionaires. Some, I mean, these are huge. These are like miniature cruise ships, some of them. Some of them. I mean, 400 some feet. Mm-hmm. You're talking. You're talking boats that are you know, like the Queen Mary, or not, you know what I'm saying, like huge, beautiful, yeah. big, private yachts with hella, hella air, major airports on the back, you know? Yeah. You know, I think uh, Spirit wow. Airlines lands and takes off from the, these uh, boats there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's I, a good I'm, one, Andy. Starship <laughs> Enterprise. Oh, they have car rental ca- counters, you know what I'm saying? There's the car yeah. rental counter. You land, you go on the aardvark boat, and you go get a car, rent a car, and you drive around the boat. It's unbelievable. But they're, they're huge, and they're, they're tens of millions of dollars. And uh, not that they – the average utilization of these yachts is between 20 days and six calendar weeks per calendar year. And, they, and the cost, the cost of, of 60 million, 100 million, 80 million, some, some, some as low as 11 million – <laughs> but um, yeah. and the cost to maintain these boats is approximately ten percent of the acquisition price every year. So, a hundred million dollar boat, which is not unusual, some more, um, would cost ten million dollars to keep at the dock, and you haven't made a sandwich yet. Wow! So, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, and to them, it's, yeah, it's that's nothing. amazing. They, and they also have private jets and 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 condominiums and in the villas all over the world and all of these assets that I'm talking about the planes the yachts the the, the boats the bank accounts of these very rich uh, russian oligarchs that putin has surrounded himself with his cronies they're all being hit very very hard right now because their bank accounts outside of russia are being frozen they have no access they can't use their atm cards even right they can't get money out they can't go to they can't go to their, uh, mcdonalds you know what i'm saying so um so, uh, and the Russian ruble has declined 40%, and they closed the Russian stock market because it's crashed. You know, the, the Russian stock market operates similar to our Dow Jones in a similar fashion. It's a little different, but, but basically the Russian stock market is closed because it is, you know, you're, even, even folks that aren't billionaires, folks who are of high net worth but maybe not in that oligarch category who have money there and who have portfolio investments like Anybody in the Western world will have a portfolio investment. It, it was crashing 
so they said, whoa, close, close the market. You know, we can't, that's, we're, you know, can't go down and close it. Closed. And the ruble's crashing. So the Russian people are going to, uh, are, are going, and the tra- there's no more trading with Russia. So they can't get goods from any uh, NATO, from any West country in the Western world. Um, so what's happening now is you're starting to see the average Russian citizen. Uh, and the average Russian citizen lives in poverty anyway, right, to begin with. Yeah. Now they're really starting to hurt because they can't get goods to even the yeah. average Russian citizen in Russia because they can't, nobody's sending them anything. We, we cut off our ties. We're sanctioning everything. And these sanctions are going to get deeper and deeper and deeper until we're just cutting them off at the you-know-where. And, um, and, and that's, you know, eventually somebody, I think, with, with, with the minor level of intelligence is going to have to do something about Putin in one way or another. Because this is his doing. This is not the doing of the Russian people. So we'll have to see what happens. Now, because the Russian people are against it. I mean, they, yes. they had some of them on the news. And like you said, yeah. especially in the middle of the lower class people, like you yeah. said, not many people are living, you know, above above their means there, for sure. And uh, now they're even in more shape because uh, they're being cut off from everything, like you said, from the outside world. Yeah. 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 It's just disgusting. It really is disgusting. And talking of bad, I mean, uh, Sri Lanka is also going through a major crisis right now, bless them, because uh, they're like a, a small island. And um, even though they're small, they got like 22 million people, and they've had this massive economic crisis uh, mm. where they just can't get essential imports into the country of food, fuel, and medicine and stuff like that. And they've been experiencing um, severe like electricity blackouts, Mm. Um, they, they, they've even had people on boats leaving out of fear um, heading for India to try and get some sort of help and, and, and rescued from the situation and like school exams have been cancelled and because they got a shortage of paper and, and printer ink and um, the cup of tea they said is costing like um, 100 rupees which is I guess it's very expensive um, I don't know and um, even senior citizens, uh, they're dying while they're mm-hmm. waiting at things like fuel stations. And apparently the, it's deteriorating and it's getting worse every single day. And I feel for them because, like I said, a lot of them are literally fleeing the island to try and get some sort of help. Um, so they're all in crisis. They're all protesting mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. out on the streets trying to get all the mm-hmm. help they need, bless them. So this world right now is mm-hmm. absolute chaos. We're all feeling crippled in it some is. form. Japanese are involved here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? <laughs> I saw a stat today on the news about uh, the Ukrainian people, the different mm. uh, countries that are taking refugees, and Poland right. has over 3 million people from the Ukraine coming in. Now, that's yep. an awful lot of people to be going into a small country like Poland. And you know, oh, so no, the there's over 2 million people have uh, from Urania have been invited, not Urania, from our... Uh, yeah, Ukraine, Urania, yeah, <laughs> Urania. <laughs> from Urania, over three million Iranians, uh, three million Ukrainians have actually been invited to uh, live on a temporary basis uh, and been invited to people's homes in Poland. And they're taking them in. They're t- t- taking them into yeah. their private homes, which yeah. is just it's an amazing effort. And and Biden has invited one hundred thousand uh, refugees to the United States. And there are some people, you know, who are 
putting up, you know, saying, well, you know, we we why don't we why don't we find homes for a hundred thousand Americans who have no homes and can't get food? Why don't we find, you know, what what's what's going on here? You know, that's what some Americans are coming back with. They're saying, well, where are these people going to live? You're, you're inviting a hundred thousand people into the United States. We have. Many, many more than that who don't have shelter, who don't have uh, access to food. Actually, it's there if they knew how to get it. That's a whole other story. But anyway, yeah. actually, there's shelter too if they knew how to get it. Um, but uh, we're talking about just homes, you know. Um, but I understand that uh, where that would come from. You're inviting 100,000 uh, Ukrainians, refugees, as tragic as that situation is, into this country. Um, to you know, be part of this country for however long and get whatever benefits and get food and get shelter and get whatever else when we've got, you know, and the, the numbers and the millions of people here who don't have that. Yeah. So, and I, I get that. I understand yeah. it. But we yeah. still, we got to, but who we are as a people is hopefully is we do lend a helping hand. That's who we are. And and we, exactly. we see the, the horrific, the horrific, horrific, circumstances that are these people are living in and we got to do something about it we can't put boots on the ground but what, what, what can we do this is something we can do i don't know if you folks heard about the theater um that had 300 women and children taking yes, shelter i heard about that today that was horrible oh god and yeah go ahead, 300 sorry. in one bomb blast 300 young women and children and some elderly women as well killed in one yeah. strike 300 kids, girls in their 20s, girls in their 30s, babies, infant newborns, 7-year-olds, 12-year-olds, 30-year-olds, 80-year-olds, women and children, 300 of them. And, 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 to, and to say that they're not intentionally going after civilian targets would be an outright lie. Of course they are. And something's yeah. got to be done they, about Well, they hit that something's... hospital. Was that last week? They hit the hospital. Yep. Like, really? Yep. You don't know what a hospital looks like? Yeah. Yep. Seriously, now. It does make you wonder if all this is planned attacks, you know, as opposed to not planned. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had a, we had a caller on this show just a couple of weeks ago, no, I guess it's about a month ago now, who, who said, um, well, the Russians are, are just going after military targets. They're not, gonna, they're not going after civilians. Yeah, okay. Then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, we really believe that. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> you know, no. Oh, my goodness Absolutely gracious. Not. When I heard that today, that's... That 300 people in that theater, I'm like, really yeah. now? Yeah. At the end of the day, they're going yeah. to target, I mean, they say they're targeting military, but they don't care what gets caught in the in the, the crossfire of it all. You know, they just say, well, unfortunately, there's going to be casualties in war, and it's horrific knowing that these buildings or specific places have been caught in the crossfire, if you want to call it that. Um, I don't know. I mean, we could we can sit here and debate about that all day, whether it was on purpose or, mm-hmm. you know, stirring apart a little, um, mm-hmm. triggering. I, I did hear, we, we talked about this last uh, show, that um, the Russian military, I mean, they're down to very... Um, uh, archaic, you know, just kind of, you know, old style uh, uh, mortar fire and bombs and missile and grenade launchers that that don't don't have precise targeting. They just launch these, lob these things, and when they land, they land. Whether they blow up, they blow up. Yeah, it's no excuse for them to use it, but but I understand that's uh, part of the. the you know, they're just they they went into this thing with no plan, no communications. 
Yeah. Uh, the general, five generals have, have, have gotten killed. Why? Because the generals had a, t- uh, you know, field generals who would normally be, you know, behind the scenes calling the shots, drawing out maps, planning logistics and communication with the troops on the field and the commanders in the field. Um, five Russian commanding generals have been killed uh, because they've had to go to front lines to communicate because there's no communication outside of things that can be tapped. They have no, wow. they have no secure communications between one, one band of Russian soldiers in one spot to another band 50 miles away or 10 miles away or 50 feet away, whatever it might be. There's no communications. So wow. these folks are just winging it. They're in there, and these rogue generals, these rogue commanders are just in there. You know, hey, let's form a circle around this town. Let's say, hey, let's just do this. And then, and they're being wiped out. Now the Ukrainians are starting to be aggressive and going after the Russians. They're actually chasing these guys down. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Instead of playing defense, they're being offense. Let's go get them. Let's go get these folks. Let's, let's, yeah. let's move them back. And they're succeeding. To a point. To a point. Yeah. Yeah. The Ukrainian people, I give it to them. They are fighting, you know, like you said, I don't think they really had a strategy, the Russians. They just, Putin Mm-mm. just threw them in there like to the wolves, you know, just yeah. like the heck with it. Oh, yeah. You know, because. Definitely. Like you said, the Ukrainians are just civilians, just volunteering. Not even their army are just you know just regular people coming in with and volunteering and taking up fighting. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if that's just civilians coming in off the street are beating their army. Like what the heck? I mean, really? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's mm. not well. I, I don't think it's well planned out, Russia. Uh, how they think about this? Mm-hmm. No, I guess they thought it was going to be a cakewalk, and and the Ukrainians yeah. lay down. But yep. they're not going to lay it down. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You know. I mean, surely pure. Well, I was going to reply to that. I said pure in uh, Putin. Pure in. I like that. Surely pure in. <laughs> um, had some sort of idea that everybody would be backing them. You know, because he's not a fool. Um, which makes me think this is kind of like a chess game to him. But the, I mean, the media is reporting one thing, saying that have their plans failed. Um. And we don't know. Is that part of his plan to make it appear like it's failed? I don't know. And that's the thing with how deep this goes. Um, and that's the thing about the media as well. I mean, we try our best, as, mm-hmm. as you know, Lisa and everyone else, that to try and pull out those little nuggets from the, the media and have our own uh, discussion and, and, you know, opinions on what's going on. But mm-hmm. we never really know how accurate the, the media's got their information or where they're getting their information from and their judgments and things like that. So it, it, it's kind of like, I don't know, it, it appears messy the way he's mm-hmm. gone in with all this. But it also seems very smart. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I stand with it, to be fair. Um, it just seems like some of it is strategic and other things aren't. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, I don't. Um, do you know... Um, our, uh, oh, yeah. This is, this, is, this is interesting, too. The United States is going to uh, work uh, to uh, gain a supply of yeah. 15 billion cubic meters of liquefied gas to the European Union this year to help wean off what would normally be coming from Russia, from Russian supplies. Oh, really? Yeah. So, and we're, we're, you know, we're doing, you know, this, I'll tell you, you know, there's some things I really like about this country, about who we are. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of things I don't like about it, uh, but the pros far greatly outweigh the cons about being in America. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sometimes I wonder when I go to Europe and visit. I've, I've been in a while, obviously, but when I go to London and Paris and Amsterdam and Madrid and different places over there, and I look at the history and the culture and the people and the, and the little things don't mean much over there, what they do here. Um, you know, I wonder, God, what would it be like to live here, you know, to go to Europe? And it just seems yeah. like they... Looks like they have it so much more together than I mean every, every country has its problems you know obviously but it just seems like you know in general sense they just have it so much more you folks Amanda have it so much more together there than than we do here in so many ways you know um, I give me examples sweetie because I guess where I come from the UK it's hard for me to make that comparison myself because obviously I've not spent any time in the US um, and I only get fed all the things from media and, and people I know who actually live there. So um, for me to make the comparison, I guess, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's not easy for me to do. But um, I guess, well, here, in, yeah. Here, for example, yeah. Uh, you know, you go to London or you go to Paris, Paris for example, and you see, mm-hmm. you, you go to a Paris street corner and, and you see... Uh, it's like the hokey pokey. You put your right foot in, yeah. you take your right foot out, you right. put your right foot in, you shake it all about, <laughs> you course. do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself around, boom! <laughs> that's what that's all about! Yeah. <laughs> you don't see people doing the hokey pokey here. Oh, really? <laughs> you used to. Oh. Not anymore. That's Mm-mm. a bit of a letdown. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do, you ever hear, do you ever hear of... Um, now, what I meant by that really was was not in any you know specific. Well, I, I love that the healthcare, of course. You know, we talked about that, and you're you know when you were over in the UK, where you're from. Oh and, yeah. You know. I'm very and you, you, pay, you pay for it, and I remember you talking about the tax basis over there. I'm like, holy crap! But but you do get something for it. It's not like it's you, you know. Exactly. I mean, at the end you know. of the day, they still pay into our healthcare. It's yeah. just uh, you know, I mean, and more so now that the inflation rate has gone up in the UK um, yeah. quite a lot. Yeah, here too, by the way, here too. And people, oh, right, okay. are, people are blaming Biden for that, and it's just not just. You have to look into the numbers and research, and you know things just don't get. You know, inflation doesn't happen just like overnight. Oh, inflation! You know, or Biden's been president for a year. Yeah, you know, things are so. Oh, suddenly, boom! A new president. Let's have inflation. Boom! New president. Let's let's you know destroy the real estate market. Boom! A new president. You know, it takes. It's there's a very 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 slow moving economic. It takes a long time for that thing to slowly swing back and forth and back. And what we try to do with each administration, hopefully, is minimize the depth of when that pendulum goes to its deepest point. So the the gross population of America, the middle class, obviously, is not yeah. as affected when things do get bad. Like, what can we do to curb? You can't help a good economy and bad economy. It's going to happen back. And of course, statistically, again, as we said earlier in the show, look at the numbers. I'm not making this up. We've always done better when there's a Democrat, Democratic administration in the White House than Republicans. That's just a fact. I'm not just saying that. Yeah. But, well, but regardless, I don't, care who the administ- I don't care who. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't care who the administration, and that, that is a fact. And I don't care who the administration is. The economy is still forever, forever going to swing back and forth. Good, oh, bad, good, yes. bad, right? So yeah. what we try to do as a population, as an administration, as a as a caring country, hopefully caring about one another, is try to minimize the depth of that pendulum when it go when it hits its lowest point. How can we elevate that low so it doesn't affect so many people so we don't shrink the middle class, which is a yeah. driving force behind the economic uh, the, the pendulum of this country is driven by the, the the middle class. And um so you you know, the middle class gets hurt, we're in trouble. And that's what happens. The middle class shrinks. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and what's happened under many, many Republican administrations is that middle class, you know, we've got a, a, that 1% at the very top is great and tax cuts in, in favor of them. And the lower class gets bigger. The middle class gets squeezed in the middle. Squeeze, squeeze, squeeze. And, and that's the middle class is who we got to help here, you know. And, and even these, these, um, the tax increases being proposed by the Build a Better plan. If you make $400,000 a year, if you make anybody listen to the show make that, does anybody, I, I know people who are, you know, but yeah. does anybody, I'm not, you know, I'm not. No, um, no. Uh, but if anybody is, who's listening to the show, does not make $400,000 a year on your tax return. You don't put that in as what, after all your write-offs, oh, I'm, I make $400,000 a year. If you don't make that number or more, you're not going to pay a dollar or penny, a fraction of a penny more in tax. But if you make $400,000 or more, guess what? You're going to pay a little more, a little more, a pinch. Think you'll survive okay? But what, and, and what that money is going to be used for is education, better school buildings, bridges, railroads, jobs, infrastructure, EV technology, get more electric cars on the road, electric car charging stations across the country. You know, things that we really, you know, think wind generators, solar power, things that we really need to start, you know, getting a grip of and moving this country ahead and putting us where we should be. We're no longer looked upon the leader in this, in this world. We were at one time in technology. You, you go to the Pacific Rim countries right now, you know, oh my God, look what they're doing. Just, look at the bullet. Do you have a bullet train in the UK? Do you have a, a 300 mile an hour train? I think you do, or 260 or something like that? Um, yes, it's called my mother. <laughs> call, call your mother? I've been trying to get on the show for a long time. <laughs> what, does, what, does she collect tickets or something? Tickets? Tickets? Oh my <laughs> God, that's a good she's one. She's very... Very fast at some things, bless her, but um, a little slow at others. <laughs> God bless her. <laughs> no, um, yes, I think we, we've got something like that, yeah. Because I know they do in, uh, in France. I often wonder that, things. Andy, why in this country we do not have high-speed trains? What is the deal yeah. with that? Why in this country we had one of the best rail systems back in the 1800s. What went, yeah. went, went awry in the 1900s and they started going away from trains? And Nobody, why we don't have any bullet trains here? I mean, that's ridiculous. Because it's got to get funded by the people, and the people keep voting down the funding. Yeah, that's exactly. I don't want it. There's no other reason than that. Yeah. And, and what does that fund? Let's look at it for a second. Let's just look at that fund. You know, we could we could we could actually take this into several categories of infrastructure development. But let's just look at railroads for a point of illustration only for right now. If I took several billion, hundreds of millions, probably be a billion. I don't know, uh, gross. And we want to build the the bullet train or in, in the Pacific Rim, they have what's called the magna lever. Imagine a, tra- do you ever take two repelling magnets, you know, and you can't put them together, they want to repel each other? You know, yeah. You, right? Yeah. Okay. So they have what's called a magna lever. What that does, it's a railroad track. If you can imagine instead of wheels going on a track, it's, it's repelling magnets. So the wheels actually never touch the ground. Instead, they, they ride on a cushion of air created by magnetic energy fields, right? So imagine taking the friction away from a train wheel going over the track. Instead, that train's riding on a cushion of air. You're taking that friction away. That train is suddenly going to go at 300 miles an hour. It's called a magnet lever, right? Wow. That's, you know, you could beat an airplane in a headwind at that speed, right? So, crap. Yeah, so, so here's the deal. I mean, some airplanes. Some, but anyway, um, I remember flying commuter airlines when I first started flying and, and uh, twin-engine jet props. And I'd look down the expressway and I'd see a Greyhound bus driver going underneath our wing passing us. And that guy was making more money than me. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but, anyway, 
Time to spare, go by air. But anyway, um, <laughs> but anyway, but let's just look at the let's just look at that infrastructure. Um, let's say it costs a billion. We, we in order to build a magnet lever or bullet train system or equivalent in this country that went coast to coast, north to south, and points between, right? It's let's just say let's just say it's a billion dollars. It might be more. I, I don't know. Just use that number for the hell of it. In order to build that railroad, in order to build and, and integrate the technology that's used in the, the making of those cars and the science and technology and navigation and the, the communications and the control of those trains, you know, the, mm. the, the equivalent of an air traffic control system on the ground for trains, um, the stations, the, 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 the tracks themselves. Um, do you know how many jobs that would create? Now, let's look at this for a second. Okay, so the, so the government funds the billion-dollar rail, the infrastructure system for railroad. And the same process, we employ or have private contractors that bid on these, these government grants to do all this work. These private contractors employ thousands and thousands of people. Every employee in the United States has one thing in common. Do you know what that is? No. We all get. We we all have. If you're an employee, you get a W-2 tax statement at the end of the year saying how much was withheld from your paycheck every pay period for the year, right? Yeah. How much money does that W does that, does that give the government in return? Because you're because you're getting you've created a hundred. Let's just say I don't even know how many. Let's say a hundred thousand jobs or more. And now these are a hundred thousand good-paying jobs where people are paying, you know, harder you know, their tax dollars. And Social Security and 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 healthcare and 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 W and you know ta- withholding tax. So what does that do in return for the investment that the government makes in building a better life for us here in America? It's you know wow, you know and this is not rocket science. This is not rocket science. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'm just talking about the railroads. Now let's expand that into airports. Let's expand that into into bridges and highways and school buildings and 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 electric um, car charging stations and so many other areas. We're talking about the creation of hundreds and hundreds of thousands of jobs. All these employees pay taxes. That goes back to the government. Bam. What a great return on the dollar that is. I can't think of a better investment. I cannot think of a better investment than our own country. Let's let's make life better yes. for us. Let's let's get these people homes. Let's let's improve the railroad systems. Let's improve airports. Let's do this thing, folks. Let's do it. Why are, you, why are you arguing? Oh, it's gonna. Oh, we increase taxes. Who's gonna pay for all this shit? Well, look at the look at the big picture. Look, look, look how it works. Trickle down does not work. You can't cut taxes for the highest portion, the highest, richest companies, the most profitable companies, the richest people in America. Cut their taxes and think, oh, these people are suddenly going to start giving more money back to the population. We'll, we'll grow from the. It'll trickle down. No, they're not. They're going to buy yachts. They're going to register those yachts in the Cayman Islands. They're going to do things to, to get around paying more taxes, and the money will never trickle down. There's never been ever a model that has worked regarding trickle down economics. It does not work. It's a failed model. What yeah. does work no, is investing what money in the 80s with Reaganomics. You know what that yes. was. We know you what know, that was. That was exactly. a perfect example of that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. exactly. Exactly. And what was the interest rate to buy a house in 1985? Oh 19%. God. Yeah, I remember that. Yep, and I remember the Pope is a 16% interest for 12 years. On, on what was a you know expensive you know people who were financing boats and buying planes and people did right but that is what they paid sixteen yeah. percent interest my God and that's Whoa. that's if you have, that's, if, that's if you have good credit oh my yeah right yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> so so the, the, trickle, the trickle-down model is a failed model. Now, there are folks that will disagree. There are folks that will look at numbers. They'll say, look at this. But look what happened not during the Reagan presidency, but what happened as a result of his presidency and result of his economic theories and implementation of some of those theories. He didn't get everything he wanted, but, but what he did get. Was, was it like what you said, Lisa, was a failure. I mean, we, we all lived through it. We, we know. We, we were there. We lived through it. We know. Yeah. Yeah. But, but this, uh, I just can't think of a, of a better economic policy than, that, that does two things. We improve the quality of life and the efficiency of life for most Americans. We put more people to work, and the government gains income by those withholding tax going back into the Department of Treasury through those taxes of all those jobs we created. What the hell is the issue here? Oh, we can't fund that. What bullshit? Total <laughs> yeah. bullshit. Yeah. Yes. Unreal. Yes, anyway. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. In my administration, say, for me, yeah, I yeah. love trains. I would, I would rather take a train than a plane. If they oh, had high-speed trains from here to California, I would yep. take a high-speed train from here to. Oh, but you got to get on Amtrak, right? and it takes you, it takes you four yeah. days to get to California with Amtrak. Really? Yeah, you go by way of Montana. Yeah, yeah, whatever. No, yeah, but you gotta yeah, go like Chicago. You gotta go there. <laughs> yeah. You gotta go Montana, yeah. Nevada. Then I you gotta mean, walk through like, blocks to hell? get a bus. Then you gotta walk through blocks to get a shuttle bus to take to the next train station because the track's not working between station A and station B. So they take you on the bus, and you gotta go <laughs> yeah. there. And they don't even they don't feed you nothing. You know. Uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> speaking of Amtrak, <laughs> speaking of Amtrak, um, Amtrak's having a sale. I hope it's not over. It might be um, uh, the Amtrak Ameripass, folks. Uh, Three ninety nine. Anywhere Amtrak goes, 10 legs. In other words, you can go across the country, get off 10 times, and get, get back on the train 10 times, make stops, go north, go south, go east, go west. Anywhere they wow. go, 400 bucks, 10, you know, it's like a ticket. It's good for 10 rides, 10, 10, 10 actual sections of ride. So, uh, and you could go from uh, L.A. To, to New York on one ride, even if you, you know, if you connect trains, and that would be two, two rides out of your 10. There are some wow. trains that stay on the same train, but they make a long stop. So you can do that, too. Uh, but for 300 bucks. I've, I'm a big, I love the train. I took, I took a, a private car train one time from Philadelphia to Chicago and, I, and, and returned and never arrived anywhere. And all the traveling I've done, and I used to be an airline pilot, right? All the traveling I've done, I've never felt so relaxed and comfortable on this train. And when you land in Chicago, you're relaxed. You had a good night's sleep. You had good meals. You meet people at the bar. At, you sit your, your family style at a table and good food, really good food. And, yeah. I, you know, take a train, folks. Take a train. I, I love know, the train. Right? When, I go, when I go home to New York, I take the Amtrak right here from High Point, North Carolina, into Penn Station. I love the train. Yeah. I mean, if they had a better infrastructure here and made it, like you said, where it wouldn't take you six, six years to get out to California on a train, yeah. you know, yeah. I could drive out there quicker. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah. They do from fast, the East Coast they do to the West Coast. <laughs> they do faster by the stagecoach days. Remember that? Hey, one quick thing I want to bring up. Uh, because this is important. Simon Reed is a British figure skating announcer. Do you know who he is, Amanda? Simon Reed? Uh, not personally, but yes. Um, he was uh, had a mic on during a commercial uh, at the Olympic Games. Yeah. And uh, he his hot mic uh, when he was he thought he was off. He called Olympic gold medalist, who now is a coach, Megan uh, Dumiel, that bitch of. The bitch from Canada, <gasps> and his broadcasting no. partner. I don't know if you know Nikki Slater. If you know these, because they're UK. I, know, I thought if you knew him or not, Nikki Slater uh, laughed uh, at the remark, and they're both oh. suspended from the oh BBC or their, their sports broadcasting network in the UK. Yeah, Simon Reed, 
Justin. Nikki Slater suspended yeah. from their jobs as broadcasters of sports uh, for calling a referring to a woman professional Olympic gold medalist as a bitch from Canada. Oh, that's Watch disgusting. your mouth. On this show, you can get away with it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Canada, Canada, my darling. On behalf of myself representing the UK, I apologize wholeheartedly because that is disgusting behavior. I wouldn't tolerate that at all. And they did the right thing, spending their asses. That's that's disgusting. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, it, it's unreal. We got to roll. We're, make, sure we're, we're mic, make sure your mic's turned off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let me, I, turn, I, got my, I got something to say here. Hold on a second. I got you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, yeah, you got <laughs> I cannot accept that course of action. I cannot accept that course of action. My computer is the best on earth. Does not compute. Does not compute. Oh. Hey, you are a fucking moron. No, I, yeah, come on. Give me a break. It's Friday. <laughs> Friday. We oh, got to roll. Yeah. Thank we're God. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, we're going to leave you uh, today on our Friday show with an amazing, uh, beautiful uh, song that Amanda's going to sing. Um, what? You said you were going to sing a song, I thought. I, when did I sing? It was negative. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I thought, uh, Amanda, I thought you were going to give us a round. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I thought Amanda, excited. I was getting all excited here. I was looking forward to the end of the show just for Amanda singing New York, New York. I don't oh. know the lyrics. I don't know the lyrics. Oh, Somebody's going to sing that tune. I forget who it was. Was it the Chinese? I don't think so. Um, who's? Uh, well, I guess you know. Anyway. Oh, put it on. We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. Just start spreading the uh, booze. Is it news or booze? <laughs> <laughs> it should be booze. Start That's your version, Andy Booth. <laughs> I'm drinking today. Yeah. If you don't like it, I'm going to whoop you. Yeah. I want to be slow. That's good. Yeah, That's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> good. Um, we're going to, um, if I could find it here, let's get this thing queued up. I thought I had it queued up. Anyway, because I know we're about out of time here, and if we don't get going, they're going to make us, they're going to kick us off so rudely they are here on this radio format here on the internet. I hope everybody is enjoying the Andy Demander Show. To join the show in the future, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, 515-605-9888. That's how that works here. And also, I want to, we're going to talk more about the uh, March Madness, what's going on in, the, in college basketball, you know, as we, as we enter Sweet 16, or I think it is right now. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that right now because we got to go. But, 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 but. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank you. All right, guys. Well, you have a good night, and I'll talk before to you guys you, soon. Be, be, before you go, before you go, I got, I, I got one thing just for you, and I want you to sing along. This is just for you, Lisa. Hey, Mr. Nicobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacobacob
So I guess take us home, Amanda. We're done. We'll see everybody Monday. This has been a great week, a fun week as always. We'll be back Monday again at 9 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Everybody have a safe, safe weekend. And uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And I got a, I got a song out. Don't go away because Amanda's going to get us out of here. We're going to play a song by the Derek Trucks Band. So stay tuned for that. Woo! Amanda, take us home. Yeah. Okay. So on behalf of my wonderful co-host, Andy Kimball in California, Hollywood, myself, Amanda Love here in Monterey, Mexico. And thank you so much to our buddy Lisa for calling in from North Carolina. Thank you to you, more importantly, the listeners, for sticking by us and listening to our madness. <laughs> Have a great weekend. We love you. Take care, folks.